You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, man, it's that time again. It is Wednesday. It's a different Wednesday because it's the week of the Super Bowl. But this is Locked On NFL. I am Tony Wiggins. He is James Rapine. And we are coming together today. I, that sounds like I'm about to start a sermon or something. We are coming together today, either a political Put statement. Put your hands or, together. Put your hands together for James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. James, what's up, man? <laughs> what's going on, Tony? I'm excited. Super Bowl 55 almost here. And then you got all this drama, the offseason, the crazy uh, Stafford trade that's already taken place. I, it, it's crazy what's going on. The, the one constant, the one consistent in our lives, Tony, is Built Bar. And today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. The number one protein bar on the planet. I uh, ate uh, almond apple crisp last night and was humming. Like, mm, mm, mm. Well, and my wife was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, mm, mm, mm. but I had headphones on, so I was probably humming real loud. And she was like, what is your problem? I was like, this thing is so good. But yeah, man, uh, Bill Barr is the truth. And uh, what else is the truth is that either Tom Brady or uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to add to their legacy. And um, there's so much going on with the Super Bowl, so many rumors, so many things that are happening. Uh, let me ask you something about this week. Brady mm-hmm. said today, I, I saw a comment, it was the day or yesterday, where Tom Brady said he could see himself playing beyond 45. <laughs> With the way that he's played this year, Tom Brady ain't going nowhere, man. So let me ask, I, I don't think, the question isn't whether or not this is his last season. The question is, is this his last Super Bowl? Are you going to buy or sell? Let's play a little buy or sell. Buy or sell. Buy or sell the fact that this is Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. Oh, I hate to do this, Tony, because I love Tom Brady. I mean, in, in a, another life, I would not only eat belt bars, but I would drink the 2.3 gallons of water per day that Tom drinks, and I would have the avocado ice cream and be able to throw it 70 yards, even though I'm 43 years old. I got to buy this. At some point, it's got to end. And I think he's the GOAT, and he's my favorite quarterback of all time, bar none. And I got a a Tampa Tom shirt on the way. And, you know, I'm all in on the Brady train. But I remember thinking when he lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles a couple of years ago and threw for 500 yards in the strip sack, I was, like, dejected because I thought that was it. I was like, he's not getting back here. He's, He's 40 years old or 39 or whatever he was at the time. And not only did he get back, but he won one and then he's back again this year. And at some point it has to end. So, so I'll buy it, but am I going to completely rule out a Tampa team that should be loaded again next year? Uh, Tom somehow finding a way I'm not, but if I had to lean one way or the other, and it's stupid to bet against him at this point, 10 Super Bowls, but I, I'll buy it that this is Sunday will be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. What about you? There's reason to buy it and reason to sell it. And I know I sound like a politician, but I'm going to give you both. The reason to, 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 to buy that this is his last Super Bowl is I think he's been to 10 now, right? 10. <laughs> well, he's played for 20 years, so that means he only goes half the time. So it, if he went this year, he probably won't go next. You could probably use that logic. 
Mm-hmm. The other side of it is this. All the jobs are filled, correct? So Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles, neither one of them is going anywhere. Sure. They're going to have coaching continuity. And what did they have in New England for the most part? They had either coaching or staff continuity. Where Even when they lost a guy, they just moved another guy. They didn't have to go outside of the organization and, and, they, and to get like a coordinator. They always were able to just promote a guy. And then when they went outside of the organization, they got someone in a sub position or in a, in a, one of the assistant, uh, in a position coach position. So to me, the continuity of coaches and the fact that that young defense got better towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. gives me an idea that they will be back. And the only team that could probably dethrone them is probably green Bay or maybe green Bay or maybe, um, the Rams. If, Stafford is as good as people think. And the, the argument is, is simple. Year two in this system with Bruce Arians, of course, Brady's going to fare better. You have Tristan Wirfs, who's going to be better in year two at tackle than he was in year one. Maybe Chris Godwin leaves in free agency, but they can replace him with, oh, Tom Brady's good buddy, Julian Edelman, who's said yeah. to be a free agent this offseason. James White, a pass-catching running back. Can you imagine him, who's a free agent as well, coming to Tampa Bay? So I, I think they are going to have the talent. And so I could see the path. It just has to end at some point. And, and, and so that's that's the thing. He's already defied the odds, bar none, but by, by years, right? And he, he got there again, and, and who knows if he can pull it off. I lean Chiefs, but... Um, I do think that the the uh, the Bucks can be more talented next year and may even get the bye next year and be better in the regular season than they were this year. I do think that that part is is pretty realistic. Something about the Chiefs is being overlooked. Before we get back to our normal topics, is this to me? This should really be Super Bowl number three. D four jumped offside when they had an interception. Mm-hmm. This should be that the this thing would take on an entirely different narrative even though the ones they have already the ones that exist now are good enough the goat versus the goat two and uh <laughs> you know andy reed going for number two and bruce arians trying to win one and all of this stuff and tampa playing at home but the bottom line is i saw the highlights of the game the other day d4 lining up outside had nothing no bearing on that play whatsoever it didn't even have pressure on brady when new england beat kansas city this should be Super Bowl number three, and the Chiefs should be going for a three-peat right now. So you think that you just pencil them in past uh, past the Rams? Yeah, I think they would have beat the Rams too. They would have beat, yeah, they beat the Rams. Ram, um, Rams yeah. scored three points, they would have beat the Rams. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, I think you're right, and, and let's do a, another buy or sell. Patrick Mahomes, you buying or selling that he could be the GOAT? Oh, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm buying every bit of it. <laughs> The reason why I'm buying it is because one, because of his talent Mm -hmm. two, because of his coaching uh, with Andy Reid. And and I think every great quarterback, whether it's Montana or Brady, they're associated with one of those guys that are considered the goat and three, he's had success early. And what I mean by that is once you get that, that gene in you, that winning gene, that DNA, it doesn't go away. I think you always believe you can get it done. It's not like he had to earn it and he got it at the end of his career. He got it early. And because he has it early, what that's going to be for not only him, but for his teammates, everyone's always going to believe he has that magic. They're always going to believe that he's going to pull it off. 
You see that with Tom Brady right now. They are always going to believe they're in a game. And all of that, all you need is that little mustard seed of belief in your teammates, and they have to have it in you. And I think that's going to always equate to success. And when it equates to success, and by him being so good, it's going to be very, very easy to build a team around him because you're never, ever, ever looking for a quarterback. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard to debate. And I, I, I'm i the biggest Brady fan on the planet. But th- this is – it would be like if Brady in year three was throwing for 50 touchdowns like he did in 07 right. and had Wes Welker locked up and had Randy Moss locked up long-term. And, and heck, that, that defense – I think the Chiefs' defense is underrated. I, I think that's a part of this game. A lot of people are going to talk about Shaq Barrett – that they're going to talk about that pass rush for the Buccaneers, especially with the Chiefs' offensive line issues. I think Steve Spagnola, Tyron Matthew, D. Ford, those guys are going to be able to, to, to make a difference in this game and get after Brady a bit and make him uncomfortable like Spagnola's defenses have done historically. And man, you are, I, I said Brady's my favorite offense, you know, quarterback of all time. One of my favorite defensive players in the league right now is the Badger. The Honey Badger is just the man. I think he's going to have his imprint on Sunday. I do too. Uh, and I'm going to hit on something that you hit on, but I'm, let me touch the Badger real quick. Talk about all of the potential Hall of Famers that went through Houston and left. We forget about him. <laughs> we forget. We we actually forget about him. So one if, year deal too, a right. bargain for Houston. Right. Wow. So so at one point they had Hopkins, Watson, Watt, and Badger on their team at one time. And now it may come out that next year they don't have any of those guys on their team. And to me, all of those guys, and and I think Watson's included because I think he's going to end up earning it. All those guys are first battle Hall of Famers with a bullet. And and that's I'm going to touch on something right before uh, we we take our first time out. You hit on something when you mentioned Spagnola. You saw me pointing at the screen. You probably (laughs) thought I meant take a break, but I'm not. I didn't mean that. Do you realize quietly if the chiefs win this is that man's fourth super bowl title as a defensive coordinator just nasty and and no one's talking about it and and you know we hear dick lebeau of course we hear bill belichick at some point are we gonna ever include this guy as one of the greatest defensive coordinators of all time or are we going to remember that he got fired in philly oh man i yeah i i don't know i hope i hope so i mean if he beats Think about it. If he beats Brady in and, and last year uh, doing what he did in helping the Chiefs, because, again, Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill, they get all the love. But this Chiefs defense, they're not slouches. They can get pressure on you. They can create turnovers. They can create havoc, which is exactly what you want when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. And, and I, I get it. They play with the lead a lot. But, man. If he beats a, Brady, if he beats Brady, it three. won't be. That's, that's three times he's beaten mm-hmm. Brady. So I think somebody's going to give Steve Spagnuolo the love he deserves if they win this game. And you know what? He doesn't need to get the four. He need, if He's already got three. That's good enough for us to at least give a, a hat salute to Steve Spagnuolo and what he has accomplished as a football coach. All right. So it's uh, Locked on NFL on a Wednesday. We're going to be back here on uh, Super Bowl uh, Wednesday. We're going to have some more information for you. We're going to have a little fun, too, because later on in our draft segment, I'm going to put my man to the test a little bit. And this was hard because it's something that's going to make us think. Alabama and who else when it comes to these draft prospects? We're going to do all that, but we got segment two coming up here on a Locked On Wednesday with Tony Wiggins and James Rapine. Locked On NFL rolls on. And if you like what you're hearing on Locked On NFL, 
the only daily NFL podcast out there. Make sure you check out Locked On today for the latest and greatest news when it comes to not just the NFL, but the NBA and anything else in the sports world. So check that out. It's a new show we have here at the Locked On Podcast Network and definitely a must listen for every sports fan. Tony, we covered Super Bowl 55 a bit. The, the other thing that uh, is kind of hanging over the NFL is the quarterback position. And no, it's not Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady because both those guys are going to be back at Tampa and Kansas City respectively next year. It's some of these other guys, whether it's the, the Deshaun Watson trade rumors or the, the Matthew Stafford trade. Let's start with Watson. You're buying or selling that this, and I know I'm continuing this theme, but but do you buy Nick Casario, the new GM of the Houston Texans, when he says they don't have any plans to trade Deshaun Watson, that they plan on him being there? There was a report on Tuesday that they've shot down multiple offers for Watson. What do you think about this situation? And do you think, one, they're willing to do that and just rebuff all these offers and not even listen? And two, is Watson really willing to sit out the 2021 season if it means trying to force the Texans' hand and get out of Houston? Yes, he's willing to sit out the season. I'll go backwards. <sighs> he is willing to sit out the season. I think this is the ultimate power play by him. I think he has leverage, and the leverage is the fact that he's so young and the fact that he actually, this is the one time, this is the one time, and it could change. It could change mm-hmm. quickly. This is the one time in a dispute between a player and a team where the player actually has the fans on his side. Normally when it's about money, fans always seem to, I don't know why, but they always seem to side with the billionaire owner. Uh, I think it, you know, and I, and I don't know why. I think it's because fans equate this to being a game and they look at their own salaries and go, are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, so what happens uh, in this case is, this was the right guy for uh, this to happen to if you're one of those guys that want the players to start moving the needle because Deshaun Watson has done as much for the city of Houston as anybody else, including J.J. Watt. He's done as much for the community. He has, the dude rode a bus because he couldn't get on a plane because he had a collapsed lung to get to a game, ironically down here in Jacksonville. So the thing is, is, with the humble beginnings of where he comes from, with the, the way he carried himself, uh, to it appearing that offensively he played by himself for a long time without help, he's endeared himself to those fans. And them trading Newt last year made those fans really, really mad, especially when you look at the compensation that they've gotten back. Them mm-hmm. giving Brock Osweiler all of that money for oh. nothing really ticked the fans off. So, yeah, I, I do believe that he will sit out. Casario, I feel a little bit bad for because, look, all he did was just take a job. Cully, the coach, I feel really bad for. A career assistant, 61 years old, all the dude wants to do is coach a football team. But the bottom line is this. They took a mess, and they knew what they were getting into when they got into this situation. So, yeah, I do believe that Casario says that they have no interest in trading Deshaun Watson. But do I believe, do I buy the fact that they're not going to do it. Hell no, they're not going to do that. They, they're they going to milk this as far as they can towards uh, getting towards the draft. And then right before the draft, they're going to unload Deshaun Watson for what I believe is a bounty. And if you want to see a massive trade, 
my man uh, Joe Marino did a mock draft that had a massive trade involving the Dolphins and the 49ers, and they got a bounty for Deshaun Watson. And that's the thing is there's no trade deadline in the offseason, but the draft is the deadline, April 29th, the first round. That's when this comes to a head because if you're the Texans, you have to get first-round picks and in, in draft capital in this draft if you're going to move Watson. So that's – that's really where the rubber is going to meet the road. And, and we're really going to find out about Nick Casario and, and the Texans. And, and if I'm him, look, I get it. Watson is a guy you want to try to keep around. I also think that if you're trying to revamp this culture and build a winning culture, it, it's going to be really hard to convince this guy who has his mind made up yep. to change his mind. And you, you have to come to that realization privately. Don't let it get out because it's trade value tanks. Continue to say what you're saying. But if you can get, and I've seen all sorts of trade packages. PFF had Chase Young and and three firsts from Washington, which I actually don't know if that's enough for me because you don't get the future quarterback, which you you can get in some of these other trade scenarios. Another one, I think Colin Cowherd threw it out there. Uh, The Raiders trading uh, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and four first rounders for Watson. Well, that's, that's interesting. They're later first round picks, but that's, that's interesting. And so that, that's the key. We know Carolina was in on Stafford. You easily could get the eighth pick. Maybe you wait until you see what quarterbacks there at eight. And then you pull the trigger on that and you get four first, including your future quarterback. Maybe you want Teddy Bridgewater, who knows what the, the scenario is, but there is a path for the Texans to use this as a springboard into the future to maybe be bad for a year or two, but get the draft capital they need to be Miami, right? Miami, when they trade a Laramie Tunsil, it's like, man, they just don't have talent. They have a lot of picks. They just don't have talent. And they turn it around pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're Houston and you're Nick Casario, and I believe he signed a six-year deal, holding on to Watson for what? In, in, in one other quick note, because uh, obviously I covered the Bengals and I was around for the Carson Palmer trade demand, which was nearly a decade ago. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. But uh, Carson Palmer demanded a trade from the Bengals and was willing to retire, did retire briefly, got traded in October of that year. And he, uh, I think he was on the Rich Eisen show, said that Deshaun Watson has to stick to his guns. So if he's done, if he's made up his mind, he's got to stick to that. And in the, the benefit that Watson has that Palmer didn't is the no trade clause. So it isn't, you don't have to end up with the Raiders. You can end up in a, a good spot. And the Raiders 10 years ago are much different than the Raiders. Now you might actually be able to win with the Raiders now, but that, that that's my point is uh, Watson can do that, whether it's New York, which by the way, let me throw this out there. I don't think the jets are an ideal situation and I get it that, you know, the, the GM might be going in the right way in Douglas and uh, Robert Salah is a guy that you believe in. It's the New York jets, Deshaun. <laughs> try to get somewhere else. Like if you can hand pick a place, obviously San Francisco has got to be number one, but there's some other places I think that would be much, much better than the jets. As hard as I've been on the jets, Come on, Tony. Don't be sipping the Kool-Aid. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, let me, oh, let, God. Let, let me say this. And, and I, the and Jets I have are to, a destination. I don't I, no, even know No, no, no. They're not a destination. Now, huh. the hardest, as hard as I've been on the Jets, here's oh, what I'll say. Oh, my God. No, here's what I'll say. People not even a month ago were saying, but it's Jacksonville. And three years ago, people were saying, but it's Tampa. 
Remember? So, I mean, I'm not one of those people that think that if the infrastructure changes, the uniform always means something bad. The, you know, as if, I, I know I called it a big green fungus in New York, but the thing is, this is not really a big green fungus. The fungus was the people running the organization. It's not the uniforms and it's Ooh. not the atmosphere around Orchard Park or anything like that. And just like it's not the, the grass or the water in the river here outside of my house in Jacksonville, it, it was the people running the organization. So you could take the Jets organization and put them in, just name your favorite city. You can put them in Kansas City. And if they do that, they're going to be bad anyway. So I do think Joe Douglas, I think he can change it. And I don't think that there's something inherently wrong with New York or New Jersey that would make them not be good. But mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson would really have to understand that that's a, that's a growing process. I tell you what, if I'm Houston, I don't even start talking to the Jets if it doesn't involve the number two pick and me, Kai Beckton. I'm going to rob them of not only everything that they have in the future, but I'm going to take the best thing that they have right now. I wouldn't even start talking to the 49ers if it didn't, if it didn't include the pick this year and Bosa. I want Nick Bosa too. I'm sure. telling you, if, if Washington's willing to give up Chase Young, then you got to start talking to me about Nick Bosa. Y'all can talk about Tua and all of these people all you want. I want proven players. I have two trade ideas because in another life, I am an NFL GM. And maybe one day right. a, a team will give me that chance. This is this is my audition. Uh, what's a, a Super Bowl contending team whose quarterback is about to get paid that uh, has come up lame in the postseason? He's a star and might develop into Deshaun Watson, but we don't know yet. I'll tell you. Lamar Jackson. Mm. he's one and three in the playoffs. He's a run first quarterback. He's a guy that, yeah, he hasn't gotten injured yet. And Watson has, but he isn't just Sean Watson and Ravens fans are going to listen to this and say, Oh my God, yes, he is. No, the hell he isn't. And I no. love Lamar Jackson. No, I love not. him. Right. He, he isn't Deshaun Watson, but he's, he's about to get paid. Well, the Ravens have like the, the 20, what? Six picks, seventh pick, something like that in the draft late twenties. Maybe you don't start with a draft pick, but Deshaun Watson for Lamar Jackson. Interesting. Because now if I'm Nick Casario, I have a star. I have a quarterback in Lamar Jackson that I can build around. I have a guy that, oh, okay. Like this dude is a real dude. He's an NFL MVP. Watson's never won an MVP. And if you're the Ravens who are built to win now, you have a guy who can for sure throw the ball all over the field. Would you do that? Yeah, just for straight. Sure. So I'm, I'm the Ravens and you're Casario. Would you call me and offer me that head up? Just straight up. If I'm the Ravens, I would. I don't know if Houston would do it, but it would be really interesting. And if, and if I'm Houston, I would ask for the Ravens first rounder. I, right? if, if, if I'm Baltimore right now, you call me with Deshaun Watson for Lamar Jackson in the first round pick. I would not let you get off the phone. I would not only agree to it, but mm-hmm. I'd send you uh I'd send you some Jimmy's crab cakes from Baltimore all the way to Houston, a lifetime supply and say, thank you. Isn't that a pretty good deal for both sides though? That's yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I Lamar's be, legit, man. He's a be, baller. Like this isn't I, me discounting be, Lamar. Because I would be sitting here thanking my lucky stars that you didn't ask me for Ronnie Stanley and Marlon Humphrey along with it. I would take that in a heartbeat because I think he's better. I think you can do more with him. And I love Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a Florida kid. I can't help but like him, but I really do believe that, we're hoping that Lamar can develop into what Deshaun already is. Mm-hmm. And, so and, I, and, 
And, and so that that's part of it. And maybe you do, uh, you, you say, all right, Deshaun Watson for Orlando Brown Jr., who's unhappy from what we've seen in Baltimore, wants a new deal for him, Lamar Jackson, and a first or a second round pick. Like, that's pretty damn good. And now the Ravens, as, as much as Bengals fans would cringe and, and, and Browns fans and obviously the Steelers, that would make a lot of sense. I'll give you one more, and it involves America's team. Oh, yeah. In the state. Yep. Dak Prescott's really, really good. Dak Prescott, there's never been a day in his life where he's been a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Maybe in high school, I doubt it. Maybe in high school, but I doubt it. I Mississippi agree. State definitely wasn't better than Deshaun Watson at Clemson. I agree. And he damn sure hasn't had to overcome the stuff that Deshaun Watson has had to overcome with the Texans. I agree. So if I'm the Dallas Cowboys and I'm Jerry Jones, I am calling. And I say, we are going to give you this franchise quarterback, again, a guy who needs to get paid in his prime and a great leader. You want to talk about stabilizing an organization. Dak Prescott can do that in Houston. He can. He's a leader. I think he's mature enough. And the 10th pick for Deshaun Watson. Who says no to that? Because if I'm the Cowboys, I would do that. And there are a lot of Cowboys fans that wouldn't. I would do that hands down. I think there's a big difference between the two. That's a pretty pretty good trade. I I would have probably asked for Leighton Van Der Esch also. (laughs) Just because I'm greedy. It's because I'm greedy. Because (laughs) I'd use that. I'd say, hey, because even though you don't need him, because they got Cunningham and they got McKinney. But my thing is, I figure it out. The thing well, I, that's let, fine. You can you can have Vander Esch, but I'm keeping the first rounder now. You get a second rounder. Uh, no, you don't get to do that to me because your guy's <laughs> coming off an injury. Your guy, your guy, your guy's foot was just pointing towards Mexico, so I'm not I'm not letting you get away with that. You're gonna have to. That's fair. Yeah, you're gonna have to send me something. Hey, real quick before we hit this this great segment about Alabama, mm-hmm. you buying or selling uh, Matthew Stafford to LA? I'm buying it. I'm buying it because oh, I've I? seen. Here's why. It reminds me a lot of Carson Palmer when he went to Arizona. People buried Palmer with the Raiders, and obviously he underachieved with the Bengals. But when you're with and around dysfunction, it's hard to overcome it. And not every quarterback can. And and Watson has for the most part, but Stafford isn't that. But he's still really, really good. So now he's going to the Rams with an elite offensive coach, a quality offensive line if Andrew Whitworth's back. I don't think it's a great line. I think it's, it's solid. Um, and statistically, I'm going to get crushed for saying that, but I do, I think more weapons, uh, a quality running game and one of the best defenses in the league. I think back to 2014 when Detroit was legit and almost beat Tony Romo and the Cowboys in the playoffs when it was DeMarco Murray and those guys. And I, I thought the Lions had a real chance and it went down to the wire and it was a really awful call. I forget the exact call, but it was a bad call, uh, penalty wise that cost the lions. And I'm like, can Stafford do that with the Rams? Sure. And they need to make a couple more moves, but I, I think he's going to have success there. Here's one of the things that I heard. I don't not like giving away draft picks. That's just me. Sure. Well, one of the things I heard, Mike Tannenbaum said it, and then a radio guy here in Jacksonville said it. If they don't win the Super Bowl next next two years, it's a failure. You can say that about anybody. If the Jaguars don't win the Super Bowl in the next five years, the whole Urban Meyer thing was a failure. I mean, it's Super Bowl a bust for everybody. But mm-hmm. here's why I disagree with that. Is because just because the Rams got Matthew Stafford doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes got worse. Them getting Matthew Stafford doesn't make Patrick Mahomes a worse player. Them getting Matthew Stafford doesn't make Aaron Rodgers a worse player. Mm. What this means is for the Rams, it's not Super Bowl or bust. What this means is 
we got rid of a guy with a long-term contract who's not as good as the guy we're getting that has a short-term contract, and it gives us a better chance to win because we weren't going to keep this guy for the next four years knowing we couldn't win with him. Mm-hmm. It gives him a better chance. It gives him a better shot to win. What are you going to do? Keep golf knowing that you can't win? Knowing that he doesn't stretch the field vertically? Knowing that you have to complete 10 passes every single time if you're going to score a touchdown or Robert Woods or Cooper Cup has to break a tackle to score a long touchdown. That's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of work when you can't just get a quarterback back there to stretch the safeties out and open up these windows. This dude does that for you. It's just simple. He gives you a better chance to win than the guy you had. Plus, he gets you out of that contract, so you had to pay some money up. This doesn't mean Super Bowl or bust. I can't stand when people say that it's super doesn't it isn't there 31 <laughs> teams that should be thinking right now it's super bowl or bust to beat whoever wins that game Sunday. Absolutely. I mean, that that's, that's the goal for every team, right? And the Rams are closer today than they were before that trade to your point. And they have more flexibility today than they did before. Are they the favorites? No. Do I think they're better? Yes. And they might get even better if some of these Alabama boys fall from the first round into the middle rounds where the Rams actually have draft selections, we'll dive into the draft. It happened next. last year, but it happened last year, last year. They got the defensive end Terrell. Yep. See, so yeah, it, it, and then, they, you know, it happened very la- last year. And then they got the other corner, the kid that's playing lights out. The one that had to pick six in the playoffs. He's a kid right here from Jacksonville, Florida. They, they keep hitting on these late round guys. So, you know what Les Need says? We're doing all right in that area. I'll get rid of those those early picks. Might as well, especially if it's for a quarterback. Up next, we'll dive into the draft. But first, a word from Bet Online. Look, there's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust. The big game is this Sunday. It's Buccaneers. It's Chiefs. You're going to be watching. You might as well make some money. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus that means you could wager on how many rushing yards tom brady has i think the over under is a half of yard, a half a yard you can wager on the national anthem and how long it is any prop bet you can imagine how many times do they show giselle maybe the over under on patrick mahomes throwing yards you can do all of those things it isn't just the game or the point spread or the over under there are so many options at betonline.ag don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in the on get in on the action Use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Tony uses it. I use it. You should use it. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And the weather's cold right now. At least it is in the Midwest. Not so much for Tony down there in, in Jacksonville, but it doesn't matter if it's cold, warm, or indifferent. There's nothing worse than getting stranded on the side of the road. It's, it's the worst. Having unreliable transportation is the worst. Well, rockauto.com can help you stay on the road. Get from A to B reliably, and they can do it while saving you money. How many places can do that? Well, Rock Auto can. They're a family business. They've served auto parts customers online for more than two decades. I've used them. You got to check them out. Rockauto.com. And you could shop for parts for any number of cars, whether you drive a Corolla like me, maybe a Kia, a Daewoo. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how old it is or what it is. They got the parts you're looking for, parts for hundreds of different manufacturers. So check them out right now, rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on 
in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, man. So it's our draft segment where we discuss everything NFL draft. We're going to have a little fun today. It's because one thing I did on my local show is I asked the fans to submit mock drafts for the Jacksonville Jaguars using the draft network and their mock draft machine. Every single draft I got had the Jacksonville Jaguar fan base selecting four or five players from the university of Alabama. And that is unlikely (laughs) to happen. So, (laughs) and it's not that those fans don't know other players because it's sec country. But what it is, is the Alabama players are just all over everybody's top 100 and every list that they use, they keep coming up as the next BPA best player available. So I asked James a question earlier off air and I'll ask him on air right now. If I gave you the chance to have the entire Alabama draft class, or I gave you the option to have the entire draft class for two other schools, which one would you take? Would you take the Alabama group or would you take the draft class or the draft eligible draft players for two other institutions? Which one is it and which two schools would it be? Don't tell me which two schools it'll be now if you're going to take Alabama. Oh, no, it won't be Bama. It, no, it, it's all right. I, I, I'm actually, I lean Bama initially, but- uh, uh, You I'm took a in. look at it, didn't you? Because you know I had, I had something locked and loaded for you, man. I, I'm not in on Mac Jones. And, and quarterback is the most important position. Uh, last I checked, Clemson produces some pretty good talent, right? They, they have some stud receivers. They got Trevor Lawrence. I, I can roll with Clemson. So- I think it's two other teams that have been in the college football playoff. And Chris Olave's decision to go back to Ohio State and go back to Columbus really bothers me because he would have kind of been the icing on the cake here. But I'll take Clemson. I'll take Ohio State. That's what we're rolling with. That's not Clemson, bad. Ohio State. I got two quarterbacks, uh, you know, <laughs> that are better than Mac Jones in my eyes as a prospect. Uh, you obviously have uh, a, a decent uh, wide receiving core and obviously some trenches too, uh, defensive linemen that I like. So th- that's what I'm rolling with. That's not bad. And I knew you being an Ohio guy, that's where your head was going. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter if you got two quarterbacks because they, one of them's going to be sitting on, on the bench. He's going to have splinters in his behind because both of them can't play. So, but I knew you were going there, but maybe in your offense, right? James's world, they can both play. You don't even <laughs> right. know. Right. <laughs> so the reason why now I said it's good because it is good. Obviously, uh, Ohio State had a boatload of players on their team. They, I love the tight end, by the way. They got linebackers. They got defensive tackles. Olave going back does hurt you. But you get Trey Sermon. You get another running back. A guard that's going to go in the top 40 picks. You can't go wrong with Ohio State. You, you absolutely can't go wrong with Ohio State. Here's what I decided I was going to do, though, if you would have chose, chosen Alabama. If you'd have chosen Alabama, I would have said, give me Oregon. And Clemson. And I know with Oregon, there's only two guys. It's Sine, it's Penesuel and Javon Holland. Mm. But man, you give me that great free safety. You give me that great left tackle to go along with Travis Etienne, to go along with Amari Rogers, Jackson Carmen, and of course, Trevor Lawrence. I would have taken that crew. I would have taken that crew. And the reason I would have taken that crew 
I like Matt Jones. I think he's got he's going to be a system guy. I, I really do. And, and I'm biased because he's from Jacksonville. He's actually from about 10 miles away from my house. So I love Matt Jones. And, and, I, and I love the running back. I love both receivers. Here's mm-hmm. the issue with me and Bama. I love Sertain too. The linemen sometimes don't pan out as well as you think they do. Leatherwood, in my opinion, did not look very good at the senior bowl. I do, I do like Landon Dickerson, though. I'm sitting right here where Cam Robinson was a three-year starter for the national championship teams at Alabama. And I'm, sell, I'm telling you, after his first contract, Jack, the, Jack, the Jacksonville Jaguars should not retain him. No, I, I agree with that. And, and he, he's one of the many linemen that are on the Bengals' radar. And I don't think fans would be excited to land him. <laughs> right. So my thing is, I'm not as high, even though there's three, there's three linemen. It's Leatherwood, it's Dickerson, and it's Deontay Brown. Brown's it, a stud too. Yeah, I, I, I do like him. That kid is huge. Ooh. But the thing is, for me, I think those linemen are always good as a collective. I don't know that when you take them individually, and you guys know y'all had Andre Smith. I mean, mm-hmm. just think about it. When's the last time one of those big road graders that you saw crushing everybody from Alabama went to the NFL and DJ Fluker's the last one and he's bounced around the league, right? Yeah. The Bengals are hoping that Jonah Williams does, but you know, he's only played in 10, 11 games, <clears throat> games in two seasons. So they're usually really so good as a collective. That. I just don't. So the fact is, is skill position players, Julio Jones has been wonderful. Ridley's been, he's getting better. Amari Cooper's been, I think. Oh, Amari, they got some studs there. Cooper yeah. has been better than people give him credit. And Devontae Smith is going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I right think Waddle's going to be great. Yeah, I yeah, agree so, with Waddle so, too. So, but the thing is, is some of the corners, Marlon Humphrey's been great. Some of the safeties have been good, but others, uh, Ruben Foster's kind of flamed out. Where, where are some of these people? I think what happens is, is when you, I think they're so used to playing good and playing together that coaches either don't know what to do with them or when they get into these individual situations, they're just used to doing their job and and trusting each other. I think they're asked to do way more than they're ever asked to do in college as individuals. And that's not what they're used to doing. That's fair. That's fair. And heck, I I was looking even more. I feel good about my Ohio state pick. You you, you could take whoever you want, but Justin Fields, Wyatt Davis, Josh Myers, Sean Wade. I I feel pretty good. We'll, uh, We'll roll with that. We'll roll. And, and I'm not even a Buckeyes fan. It's a good I'm a question, Bearcat, though. baby. I'm a University of Cincinnati Bearcat. I'm yeah, not a Buckeye. I, yeah, I know. But you know what? I almost did something else. I almost just said the hell with defense. I almost took Clemson in Florida and just said, <laughs> give me, give me Kadarius, Tony, and Kyle Pitts and and, and, and Lawrence and 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 ETN, and we'll just we'll just outscore you. Yeah, and hell, I forgot about ETN. By the way, your Jag's gonna go after. Uh, Kadarius Tony, if he's there at 25, that don't know, don't know. I, you that know, I really don't. I haven't put my finger on the pulse of what they're going to do yet. Lawrence and it, Tony, it will be fun. I will tell you this: Urban Meyer has a he has a penchant for guys that are versatile, that can run after the catch, that you just put the ball in their hands and let them do things. The thing is, there's a guy like that that's going to be a free agent, Curtis Samuel, that played at Ohio State. <laughs> His name is Curtis Samuel. So you're already looking at it. And then I also heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true that Percy Harvin may make a, try to make a comeback in the NFL. I don't know if that's true or not. I saw him working out the other day, or not the other day, but maybe six months ago, like there was a video, and I was like, damn. Like yeah. he, 
Yeah, he, he he's a beast. He's it a looked beast. like he would bench both of us. So we'll we'll see. He's been eating his belt bars. That's yeah, for sure. Well, if he can bench me, he really gonna need to play in the NFL because <laughs> I got some quarantine pounds on me right now. I'm telling you, I I, I ain't benchable. But <laughs> in, in Percy's world, you are. <laughs> I know it, man. Hey, man. As always, it's been fun here on Locked On Jaguars. Uh, got some great programming tomorrow. Your buddy, your buddy with Ryan Tracy, right? Yep. Yeah. So Ryan Tracy, Jake Lisko make their locked on NFL debut, the Thursday show. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, man, uh, this time next week, Tony, we'll, we'll know. have crowned a Super Bowl 55 champion. We will know. And I also know if I have a lot of money in my pocket because I got a betonline.ag slip already in for oh, it. Oh, so, me too. So, so we'll see. I hey, got man, the Chiefs. You take care of yourself. Take care of that wife. Take care of that beautiful doggy of yours with that fresh new haircut. And uh, I'll do the same down here and I'll check in with you this weekend. And all of you guys, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast to Locked On uh, NFL programming. For James Rapine, for Tony Wiggins, take care of each other and we will see you next time here on Locked On NFL.